Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Today we have on the show Justine Nelson. She is the founder of Debt-Free Millennials, and she's on a mission to spread the debt-free lifestyle. Now, if you are thinking, well... I thought this was a business show. Don't worry. We're talking about how this relates to business finances and how this can fuel your personal financial goals. Yeah. In this episode, we talk everything from how to use your side hustle to pay off any debt that you might have or save for big dreamy goals, Justine's favorite worksheets and books that she relies on to budget and think about her business finances and goals and things that you can be doing every single month in your business to make sure you're on track with the things that you say that you want to do in your business that help fuel your personal life because they're all connected, right? Justine has a couple of free resources that she shares in this episode. So be sure to give a listen. And if you want to go back and listen to our other episode that we did with Justine on how to become a debt-free millennial, you want to make sure that after listening to this one, you head back to episode 215 and give that one a listen as well. Hey, Justine, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back. I have known Justine longer than I've known Emily. Which is bananas to me. That is weird. I didn't even realize that. Mm -hmm. Justine Mm -hmm. and I worked together right after I graduated from college. So Mm -hmm. like, a long time ago. But you live the <laughs> furthest away now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Justine left me for California. Yeah. Sorry, but West not Coast, sorry. best coast, it was calling. <laughs> <laughs> We're not on a coast, so any coast better coast is <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to talk to you today about just, you know, money and finances and budgeting and like how this all works both personally and professionally as you're building a business. For those of you who haven't met Justine before, she has been living a debt-free lifestyle for a while now and she has been 
helping millennials do the exact same thing. So I think she has a lot to say about what that means running a business, but also living that way personally. And let's capitalize on that 2020 energy and get your shit together with your finances and what you want to pay off and what you want to reach this year. Justine's going to give you like the tools on how to do all of it. So 100. Yes. Literally. So where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about? Goals, softwares, books? This is your show now. Okay. So (laughs) thinking about 2020 and your finances and your business, because there's so many things that money touches in our lives. And if you are wanting to really jumpstart your biz, we have to do that in a financially savvy way. So totally. One of the first things that I did when I started my business was I opened a business checking account. Yes. So keeping Mm -hmm. your finances separated, keeping your business money separated from your personal money is key. It's non-negotiable. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to be double dipping into different areas. You're not remembering what is supposed to be expensed come tax season. And that's a whole other Mm -hmm. mess. So keeping it separated, and it's really easy. All you have to do is you can go to your local bank. There's national banks. Any bank typically has a business checking account option for you. And then you'll need your business EIN, depending on how you've set up your business, either sole proprietorship or an LLC. BT dubs, I'm not a CPA, so... You could and should consult with a CPA on how you want to set up because it's different state to state. And then Mm -hmm. just open it and get Mm -hmm. those things filed separately. Another tool that I like to use in addition to the checking account is an online bookkeeping system. So me personally, I use QuickBooks. There's a bunch out there that you can use TurboTax. What else is there? There's a whole bunch. FreshBooks. Yeah. Freshly. Freshly. Yeah. Freshly no, food. freshly is food. <laughs> freshly is microwaved meals. Fresh book is what she's talking about. You know, it's fine. But yeah. we use QuickBooks as well. And I think you'll find that while QuickBooks may have a bit more of a learning curve, it is the most like widely accepted and utilized software mm-hmm. in the tax world. So like if you are working with a CPA, yeah. I mean, I know ours prefers yeah. and most CPAs I've talked to definitely Excel, prefers QuickBooks. Like, and when it comes down to it. Yeah. Totally. Honestly, so I use QuickBooks because it's very easy for me to download a profit and loss yeah. statement for the year. Mm-hmm. And then I email that to the girl who does our taxes. And I say, this is, <laughs> this is what, what happened. happened in debt-free millennials. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Make some magic. Please help yeah. me not owe taxes any more than I do. So in conjunction with that, I do also use a budget spreadsheet for my business. So if you hop on to debtfreemillennials.com, I do have a budget toolkit where you can track your monthly income and expenses for your personal household. Yep. I just so, made, I begged Abby to make me one for my side hustle and I use it and love it. She put some math in there. So it's like automated, just click enter and it does math for me. It's so great. Ooh. Yeah, it's fancy. I like fancy. I like that. 
And I think those types of tools can help you keep track of your monthly income and expenses for your business. Mm -hmm. So much like your personal budget, you're going to set up a business budget. And I track that every single month. So I use a credit card for my business and I will literally open up the credit card account look through the statement and then see what was charged to it for that month and then track it. Yeah. I -hmm. think that's a really eye-opening experience, especially if you feel like you need to buy all of the things to start your business. And then it seems like you don't use half of the stuff that you bought. So it's a good way Mm -hmm. to say, okay, how can I move forward while keeping my expenses low? Yeah. Right. Well, and I think with our focus on profit, that's such an important piece to the puzzle. It's not something we've necessarily talked about, though, but it's definitely something we're doing inside of our own business. We're looking at our projections and where we want to be, but we're also saying, well, based on that, this is what we can spend in certain categories. And if something doesn't fit, then is it something we need to cut or do we need to make other adjustments to make it work? Or is it, I don't know, like, why are we saying that it's so important? I think is part of the the thing that you have to go through. And it's been really eye-opening because, I don't know, we spend a lot on annual subscriptions to things, but they pop up randomly. And so like, are you aware of, you know, when this renews or when that renews and do you have it in a master spreadsheet? I I don't. don't. (laughs) That's something I would like to have for our business moving forward so that we can anticipate some of those things. Yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned the annual subscriptions because I too have annual subscriptions. I use the Canva premium. I use Teachable. You know, I use all these different things and those I use Calendly and those subscriptions are on an annual basis. And so what I did instead of November, I guess I must have signed up for everything in November (laughs) because all of my payments are typically due around that time. And so rather than just kind of scrambling to figure out, oh my God, I'm going to have a lot of expenses that month. I set aside a little bit of money every month until that subscription is due. So if my Canva subscription is what, a hundred bucks, 120 bucks, I forget what it is. If it's $120, divide that by 12. And then I'm putting that $10 or whatever it is, $10 a month aside into a separate business savings account. So I'm not spending it. And then when that subscription comes due, then I can withdraw that money into from my savings into my checking account and then it's done. And so now I've anticipated for it throughout the year. Yeah. Yeah. Sign up for those things on annual because you save a shit ton typically, but then pay it monthly to yourself so you can get it out. Smart. I was curious, have you guys heard of this book called Profit First? Have heard of of it a couple times. Profit First. Okay. I started reading this book and this guy, Mike McCallowitz, He talks about setting up your business finances into different categories. So I think there's like five categories. There's Mm -hmm. owner's comp, income, expenses, taxes, and profit. And I really liked his idea. He had this idea of taking, I think it was like 1% 
of your income and putting it into a profit bucket. And so then you keep doing that every single month. And then on a quarterly basis, you get to Mm. pay yourself a bonus Mm -hmm. out of that profit bucket. So you're still paying yourself every month through owner's compensation. And then additionally, what you put aside for that profit, it can be treated as a bonus. I I like that. Yeah. Now, I think the thing with his book that I don't necessarily agree with is that he is essentially assuming that if you decide what your profit is first, that you can just back up to figure out how much income you need to make. But I think the problem that that serves is that people just assume nothing changes when you don't reach your income goals. And so this is like a constant reevaluation all the time. So you have to be willing to recalculate, relook at these things. Not that you can't use that as a tool saying, this is how much money I want to bring home, or this is how much money I want to bring in and profit. Like, I still think you should be doing those things. But you have to be someone who's willing to reassess on a frequent basis. And then I don't necessarily like the idea of having, you know, seven bank accounts, like, yeah, or whatever it is. It's a lot. (laughs) But I think you can still dog your stuff, like knowing that this much is set aside for whatever in my savings or this much. And some people need that separate account to truly not spend it or touch it. I haven't been that type of person with business money. Now with personal money, that's a whole other thing. But business money, I've just never been that way. But yeah, it definitely makes sense if that's your tendency. I, as of right now with my side hustle, I just pay myself a percent. And so whatever, like if that percent sometimes is more money or less money, but it's the same percent every time uh, based off profit. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Okay, what else do we got here? But please pay yourself. That being like, please freaking pay yourself. Even if it's a dollar, pay yourself. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking back to the time when I wasn't making any money mm-hmm. with debt-free millennials and what I was doing. I was basically kind of on this like survivor mode. <laughs> and if that's you and your business isn't bringing in any income, you absolutely have to do something to take the edge off. Because for me, that made me feel really anxious knowing that I was relying solely on my partner. I don't know about you, but I'm pretty independent and I don't need no man (laughs) to take care of me. (laughs) JK, if my boo's listening, I never leave. <laughs> Don't leave me. It's very important that I contribute financially to my household. Yeah. And so when I was going through the motions of setting up DFM, I knew that I needed something. I needed just one client, one side hustle project that would bring in a consistent monthly income just so that I knew, okay, I can keep this going. Do you guys like feel it that way? When you had your, when you first started your own side hustles, we like, it's why I started and will preach to everyone to start with services. No matter what business is your dream business, go out and get a freaking client because you have something you can do for someone. Even if you're a VA, a copywriter, photographer, designer, it doesn't matter. Go do something and make that money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. It will make yeah. you feel so much better. 
Yes. Like you said, even if it's not your dream job at that time, having that income is going to give you stability. So you're not operating out of a sense of desperation, which I think I had talked about with you guys, what, two years ago, year and a half ago. And I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm freaking out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, get a client. client. (laughs) Oh, and I did. And it was just so much better and so much easier. And so at that time, I was still tracking what I was spending with debt-free millennials and seeing, okay, how is this expense going to move the needle forward? So Mm -hmm. using that monthly budget was really helpful in the beginning. And then as I was making money, what I love and I still use to this day is your guys's profit review, the monthly profit review sheet. And mm-hmm. all it has is just the line. What is it? Let me look at it. Columns of your offerings, the price point, offering revenue, and then the percentage of that. And then you can track what that total amount was that you earned for that month. And then the obstacles and the wins. Mm-hmm. And I freaking love this thing. I don't mind writing it out on pen and paper. Like In fact, I feel like you uh-huh. feel, yeah. You feel that money. And I feel like that gives you some more emotional attachment to it because when everything's so electronic Mm -hmm. and digital that you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. And you just keep spending or you keep doing the same mistakes over and over. So the way that I typically get paid is in four different ways. And so I break that up into freelance gigs, digital products, affiliates, and then YouTube. And then I can see exactly which chunk is making me the most money for that month or which chunk I need Mm -hmm. to optimize. And then Mm -hmm. I love this too, because you guys have the obstacles and the wins sections on the sheet. I actually Mm -hmm. took that wins portion and I like amplified it. (laughs) I went a whole nother level. And what I did is I have a whiteboard in front of my desk and every time a new email comes in, a new opportunity, something fun happens, I, no matter what I'm doing, I stop, I take out one of my markers and I write it on my whiteboard what that win was, monetary or not. So when you guys reached out to do the podcast, I was like, boss project podcast for January win. And now I will remember it because... At the end of this month, I'll go back and say, oh, yeah, I got to do that. And I did this and all of these other wins. I so that. I think yeah. having the wins right in front of you is going to keep you motivated towards the next month and keep going in your business. Well, I have two things to share. One being how to feel your money, um, because I, I think you're right. I think it's important that we feel it. But one day we had a bonus with Boss Project and I've never told this story, I don't think. And my husband decided, I need to feel this money. I need to feel this bonus. And so he went to the bank and he withdrew all of the bonus cash (laughs) in like ones and fives or something. So it's a giant wad of cash. For, I mean, I don't remember how much it was. Maybe $1,000. Who knows? It doesn't really matter. The amount is irrelevant. He came home. He said, close your he eyes. I'm sitting on my bed. Oh, my. <laughs> he was going to make it rain. But he threw the whole <laughs> chunk of cash at my face. But just so yeah. you know, it doesn't 
disperse unless you throw it up. So I got a giant like brick of cash in between my eyes and it cut my face open. I felt it for sure. But then we like slam in the bed in it for a minute. And then I was like, this is kind of gross. These are really dirty. Like we should maybe play this up. (laughs) Wow. What were you wearing? <laughs> Just close. Um, but definitely, if you're wanting to feel your cash, or maybe like the first time you get paid in your business, like, yeah, have that moment, have your moment, even if it's weird. Just don't let someone throw it at your face because it really does genuinely hurt. Um, <laughs> but the second thing I was going to yeah. say is those worksheets. I think Emily and I just decided that we're going to let you know that mm-hmm. those may or may not be coming to the shop next month. So, be sure to check that out. And if you haven't already, head over to creativetemplateshop.com and see what we have going on. If you're a member, you will get access to them included in your membership. If you want to buy them all a cart, you can do that too. Yay. I'm so glad those are going to be available because I've found those so helpful. And it's the simplest thing sometimes. They're game changers. Uh huh. And I think, Abby, to your point, like, having those goals or feeling the money is so important. In fact, I was listening to a podcast a while ago. I think it was from Dave Hollis, um, mm-hmm. the girl wash your face that her husband yeah. um, talking about making goals. I hope I'm attributing this to the right person <laughs> talking about attributing your goals to like, what is your hall of fame goal? like big, dreamy, lofty goal for your business. What is that Hall of Fame goal for you? And then what is your Super Bowl goal? I like how he ties it into football because I'm a huge Chiefs fan. So this is like perfect. (laughs) He talked about your Super Bowl goal. And we all know every NFL team is working towards the Super Bowl every year. And so you can Mm -hmm. treat your business that way. What is your Super Bowl goal that you want to aspire to for this year and then breaking that down into the, what do I have to do every month, every week, every day? Mm. Oh, he didn't continue the sports analogies, your playoff goal. (laughs) I'm sure he did. I just, I stopped listening after the Super Bowl. I was like, okay, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so at the beginning of the year, this is a great, great time to start this is in 2020, what is your Super Bowl goal? It could be, you could break it down into revenue. You could break it down into subscribers, your email list, um, number of digital products sold, all of these different things you can break down. And then you make it measurable so that you can track it. Okay, what are the steps that I need to take to move towards the Super Bowl goal? So I use that in conjunction with building the budget, doing the reporting, and then tracking those wins so that I know all of those things that I'm doing are moving me towards those goals. Yeah. And this is something that you guys might hear about this after this episode. I'm not really sure what we're doing now with our shows, but we talk about scorecard 
in our weekly meeting and we talk about assessing those goals. It was was one episode ago. I know, but I just didn't know what order we were actually going to air them. Anyways, it doesn't matter. You either just heard it or you're about to hear it. So we talk about the scorecard, right? So again, another sports skitball thing. You either pass or fail within your measurable, but this helps you stay on track with the things that you say that you want to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I know that it's so Mm -hmm. hard sometimes to have this even Super Bowl goal, your year end goal. And you're like, yeah, that seems so far out of reach. But if you can begin to see you like inching towards it every single week, it's really important to assess those and then doing worksheets like this at the end of the month, and then keeping track of everything. It just like, it all rounds each other out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then breaking out the I know you guys have talked about smart goals and then breaking that down into mm-hmm. every quarter. What is the focus? And then within we call those sexy chunks. You call them what? Sexy chunks. <laughs> sexy and, chunks. And then we have six cool. projects or two week sprints. And then we break yes. them down into tasks and all that stuff. So it's mm-hmm. all the same. But how this feeds mm-hmm. into your finances is so crucial important. And if we're not having like a tab on things, it can get kind of, it can either go one of two ways. One, you start working on things that are unimportant and not moving you towards where you want to go. Or you are like, I don't know, not paying attention to something that maybe could work, but isn't working. And and you say, oh, now my goal is so far away or like Mm -hmm. so unreachable that like, what's the point? And if we were just taking the time to reflect on a more regular basis, it might mean, okay, maybe the end year goal is not doable after two or three months. You realize that that's pretty unrealistic. Well, instead of saying, well, the whole year is a wash, like just reassess what you think a realistic goal is and start working towards that. It's not too late. I mean... It's like saying, I'm sure Justine could relate, like, say you have $100,000 in debt to pay off. Are you going to be like, oh, that's unrealistic. I'm never going to pay that off. No, you just like take it a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. So I know other business owners who take out loans or put their business expenses on credit cards and they end up racking up credit card debt. And they're not making any money on their business. And yet all of this debt is piling up. And I think the number one thing that I've seen throughout my own entrepreneurship journey is if you don't cash flow the business and you end up going into debt, that only adds to the anxiety and the overwhelm that you already feel as a business owner. We've all been there. And I think for a lot of us, like we're high achievers. I'm a high achiever. So I'm constantly like wanting to do more and more and more. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. 
including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. But if I let the business expenses pile up and I start accruing debt on that, oh my God, like that's just insane. So one of the very first decisions I made was to cash flow the business and I was not going to go into debt for the business. And so what I ended up doing is I talked to my husband and I said, I would love to start this business. How can we make that happen? And so we made the decision, whatever money that I was earning from my former business, I would then not pay Mm -hmm. me and Kyle's personal Mm -hmm. account, but I would pay Mm -hmm. debt-free millennials and put that money into debt-free millennials and really start tracking and growing and using that money to start the business, to purchase the website, all of these different things. And then really tracking that so that I could see this is how much money I've dumped into the business. And then how much money do I need to make so that I can become profitable? So I think for people who are just starting out or pivoting into a new business, 
cash flow that from either you got to make a decision, is that coming from your personal account and use the cash that you have on hand, which helps you be very strategic about your purchases or using that money from your old business and then moving it into your new business. Yep. Well, and, and truly, truly like I, you guys are just going to like keep rolling your eyes at me when I say this, but like you might even only have to like cash flow your business, like the cost of a website if you want, or the cost of a computer or the cost of a camera, whatever the tool is needed for you to actually start making money, not the fluffy stuff, not the sexy stuff, not an email list, not anything like you could do it from your iPhone. Honestly, like if you had to get that nitty gritty, like, do you need to go get a better iPhone? Like, what is it that you need in order to actually start and start making money? And with services, like if this is you, I know so many people who are just like putting off doing this because their dream business is like a subscription box or a coaching business or like an event, like retreat thing or whatever that costs a shit ton of money to get off the ground and make happen. And I think we forget that like our business can be funded by us serving clients, doing something that we know how to do right now. And then like pivot a bitch. Like you don't have to serve those clients in six months. No one cares, but like get something to fund it. Yeah. I... Guys, my first client as a graphic designer Mm -hmm. when I started this business was making CD labels, which later turned into like the iTunes cover art. (laughs) My first photo client was me shooting someone's senior prom, like their group photos. Like do what you need to do to get paid. Mm -hmm. My first marketing client, I was making emails and MailChimp for internet security software. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. The point is like, it's not always going to be beautiful and amazing Mm -mm. and super fun and Mm -mm. whatever. Like that dollar still spins the same. Like I remember (laughs) some of my first clients were just going over to people's houses and teaching them how to use the software that they could learn how to use online for free. And there were like, you know, people who are a little bit older, a little bit less tech savvy. And I would sit with them for two hours and teach them how to use MailChimp, which is a free tool. <laughs> like, but they, You're welcome. they paid me. So like the <laughs> point is you can get creative with this and it doesn't yep. have to be this like, Beautiful, I reorganized my aunt's closet. Yeah. Like, get them dollar bills. Yep. When you get the dollar bills, I promise you, like, it is so worth mm-hmm. the ease and peace mm-hmm. of mind just knowing, like, okay, now I've got some fuel to put on this big fire that I'm dreaming up and that I really mm-hmm. want to do. And I think that is kind of a learning curve for me is like, okay, I didn't jump right into debt-free. In fact, I didn't even know debt-free millennials was going to be my thing. I was like, I'm going to be talking about money as my dream job? What? And so I think starting with services is such a good idea. It definitely works for me. And I still have services incorporated into debt-free millennials because I enjoy it. I like freelance writing. I like creating content. Because it also gives me ideas yep. for my own business. So if you find clients that are within your industry, 
it can be really, really good because then I can make a blog post for somebody else. And then I can take that same topic, create a video on my channel, and then I get to put my own spin on it and put my own opinions on it. And then I'm using the same topic Mm -hmm. twice. So it's easy. I would encourage people to do that too. Well, okay. So let's talk about this because I feel like a lot of people start a business, but they think they can only do it if they have all their shit in a row on the personal side. But I know plenty of people who've started a business and used it to make a full-time income and help them pay off debt all at the same time. And they think that like, well, I can't quit my nine to five until I pay off this. And I'm not saying that you should just go quit your nine to five at random. That's not my point. Please don't. But like, please don't do that. <laughs> and please don't tell me I'm the please reason don't you do did that. either. Someone, okay, I have to tell this quick story real quick. <laughs> uh, Mother's Day of 2017, I had like a four or five month old and I'm wearing her. We're at a Royals game. It's a sold out year. It's the year right before they won the World Series. So they had almost won it and then they won it the year after. So it's like sold out. It's packed, yep. blah, blah, blah. I'm walking down the stadium steps wearing my child. And this person starts like hollering at me to get my attention. And she comes over to introduce herself again in a sold out baseball stadium. She knows that I'm from, this is when we're Think Creative Collective. She doesn't know if I'm Abigail or Emily, but she recognizes me because of my daughter (laughs) and then tells me that we're the reason why she just quit her job. And I was like, Oh God, that gives me so much anxiety. I'm like, please don't do that. And so I blanket statement now everything where I'm like, use that job to fund your business. Start it on the nights and weekends. Like get your groundwork laid and then you can quit. But yes. okay, Abby. So. <laughs> don't email me that you quit your job because of me because I'll cry. Me neither. <laughs> Unless you were prepared to and all is well and good. But I would love for you to kind of expand upon like how could we use this as a vehicle to pay off debt? Mm, I love this. And my mind immediately goes to all of the side hustlers that I know who are making extra income on top of their nine to fives. And they're using that to fuel their financial goals, including paying down debt. And so there are real ways. I actually wrote this article for one of my clients. There are real ways to make money from home. And you can do that based upon your own interests and passions. In fact, I interviewed a girl. (laughs) She's awesome. She makes these gourmet pies. Okay. Like they have the little like leaf Uh, patterns and she like cuts it out of the dough and then she arranges them all really pretty on top of her pie. And she makes all the fruit filling. And she sells those during the months of like October, November, December holidays. And she brings in something like at least 500 bucks a month, if not more, from selling pies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She just does it at home. She loves it. She takes pictures of it. And it's her side hustle. And who knows? She could make that into a full-fledged business. And she's using that to fuel her financial goals. So I think if you have a passion for something or you have a skill set that you already use in your regular job, 
that somebody is paying you for, you can get paid by somebody else to do those same things. Like, so Abby, for you, you were already doing graphic design. So like easy for me, I was already doing the marketing stuff and the writing stuff. So become a freelance writer, easy, you know? And it's like all of these, like Emily with the photography Mm -hmm. stuff, you're doing all of these things, which now can pivot you into these different activities. And you're like, oh, shit, I can make a business out of this. So I think in terms of tying in the business income to fuel your personal goals, like paying down debt, 100%, you can absolutely do that. And keeping in mind what you're doing during your nine to five, like don't get rid of that just yet. Double dip as long as you can. Double dip. And then when you're ready to make that move, you know, really talk to your partner. I think for me, like being open with my husband about what I wanted to do in my business was so key for us in making sure because if you've, you know, jumped ship from working corporate and going into your own hustle, I mean, for your partner, that can be very stressful and be stressful for the both of you because you're like, Mm -hmm. are they going to make it? Like now they're completely relying on me and Kyle and I, you know, we had our own stressful moments where he's like, what did you do in the business today to make money? What did you do in the business today to make money? And I was like, well, and you're like, you don't know anything. Don't ask me questions like that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you get defensive. And so that's why I keep reiterating the services deal. And if you can do some of those side hustle things, because like when I was working full time, I was also side hustling. I was working for a local magazine. It's called Manhattan Magazine. And this was Manhattan, Kansas, Mm -hmm. not New York. (laughs) So very nice. Mm -hmm. And I had gotten in touch with the editor and she was like, I'll I'll let you write a story for us. And we pay $150 per story. And I was like, okay, like, you know, I don't know. And I wrote some really fun stories for this magazine. And that's where I started to get that itch. I didn't leave my job. I still hung on to my job, but it allowed me to dip the toe into the freelancing waters and say, "Mm, I kind of like this and and I'm doing it to fuel my debt-free journey. Exactly. And it let you try, like, I don't know if you, obviously you don't start writing something if you don't necessarily enjoy writing, but like that probably at least solidified for you that, okay, I could also do copywriting for freelancing or work with other clients in this regard. Like, I think it lets us test out a skill, something that we think that we might be good at to see if we actually like it before we commit to changing careers or starting an entire business off of it. Yeah, because you can make money mm-hmm. in a test. Like you don't have to do something mm-hmm. for free to test mm-hmm. something. Like I started blogging, but a lot like Justine, I started working with a tech publication. So I was interviewing entrepreneurs and writing about their startups on my blog and for a tech publication. And the tech publication mm-hmm. was paying me. Every time I published on my website, I wasn't getting paid for that. And those articles on my website weren't getting picked up, but the ones on the tech publication, Mm -hmm. thousands of people were reading. And so you just don't know Mm -hmm. unless you try. And yeah. And I do think like, even though you were writing on your blog and not getting paid for it, I think if you end up going the freelance writer 
route that having a blog, I was just telling a girl in my Facebook group about this, that when I started really getting into freelance writing is I started my own blog and I was posting about topics that I really like to write about, you know, all the money stuff, personal finance. And I used those samples from my blog to pitch paying clients. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, yeah. this should give- I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> this should give you a feel of what my writing, what my voice sounds like. And this is how I write for my audience. If you like this let me pitch you some ideas. And that's mm-hmm. how I got started on the personal finance side. So I did have the freelance writing experience a little bit when I was working in my corporate job. And then when I ended up going into debt-free millennials, starting my own blog. And like you said, you're not really getting a lot of viewers on your brand new website, but really pushing it out there. And then emailing clients and saying, this is my voice, this is my style. Let me know if this is vibing with you. I'll pitch you a couple of ideas. And that has worked for me. I love that. Mm -hmm. I want to make one point going back to what we were just talking about in regards of like using your side hustle to pay off debt. I think the two cents I would add to that, just because I didn't even think we would have to have the conversation, but we did. So like when I started with my earrings and it's my side hustle and I started getting paid month one, we were able to transfer money and it's now in our like joint accounts or whatever, our personal funds. And I think after like a month and a half or whatever, I was like, wait, what are we even using this money for? Like, I guess in my head, I thought we would use it to like pay off our house or our student loans or like maybe save for a car that we know that we're going to need soon. And my husband was just like, oh, I've just been used. Like we just have extra money now. And I'm like, oh no, 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 that's not what I want to do with it. But like, just have the conversation. Like you have this extra money now, but it needs to go somewhere. And if in your head, you're wanting it to pay off that student loan or save for a new car or whatever Mm. it is, like you need to talk about that because extra money is nice to have. Like he was like, Oh, I thought it would just be nice to like, not be so tight, like at this time of the month or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 we can be tight forever. I want to pay off this other things or like save up for this over here. And so just chat with your people because it could go anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what's really helped us is every single month, Kyle and I sit down and have a beers and budgeting meeting. Now, the only way I could get, I think I talked about this on the last time I was with you guys, but the only way that I could get Kyle to commit to sitting down and looking at our budget is if I (laughs) tempted him with a really good fancy craft beer. So every single month, he has to pick out a craft beer. We get to drink it together. And then we look over our budget. And like to your point, Emily, is like if there's money left over in the budget, every dollar has a name. That money needs direction. If you don't give it direction, then you're a poor money manager because it's just floating there and then you end up spending it. Well, and and that's what happens is you wake up and you realize, oh, we're making way more money. But like, where did it go? And that's Mm -hmm. kind of the worst feeling because you're like, gosh, dang, like (laughs) we had all this extra money and it just went to like, we eat out more or we do this now. And I'm like, oh, I maybe would have made different decisions if we had deliberately decided what we were going to. Oh, my God. I have a budget coaching program and I have high income earners, like people who make really freaking good money, like they're bringing home like $20,000 plus in cash. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we just don't know where it's going a month. And it's like a month. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I was like, 
this is a good problem to have, but we need to fix it because we need to know. When it happens at any stage, like it doesn't matter if you have an extra $250 or $20,000, like if it isn't designated to go somewhere, it just disappears. Uh, yes, absolutely. It doesn't matter if you're bringing in 20K a month or 2000 a month. Mm-hmm. All of that money needs direction. If you give it direction, it has a purpose. So at the end of every month when we go through that, and if if there is money left over and we've allocated everything, now we get to make decisions together. What do we want to do with this yeah. extra $1,000 that we have left over in our budget that we didn't spend that's just yeah. sitting in our checking account? It needs to go yeah. somewhere because it's not serving us in a checking account. Not doing anything now. Yeah, I'll just go to Target if it stays there. So, <laughs> so <laughs> one of our big goals is saving up for a down payment and we can make the Ooh, a Cali down payment a, a big fat jumbo Cali down payment, guys. That's like easily ten percent is sixty k around here. So yeah, it's oh, more yeah. than Abby's house. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. You're used to the Midwest too, so you grew up here. I can only imagine how it like messes yeah, with so your it brain. Hurt. <laughs> like oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm like you want. $600,000 for what? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Living in the slums? Right. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, San Diego is just beautiful and wonderful. And I've met amazing people out here. I just, it feels yeah. like home now. So yeah, it's nice. you do what you got to do. Yeah. And that is saving for the down payment. So then we get to make a choice. Are we going to save for the down payment? Are we going to save for our debt-free dream car? Maybe can we save for both and split it 50-50? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. I think before we move into talk strategy to me, I want to tell you one quick story that forever and ever will make me always feel like someone always has it worse (laughs) because like (laughs) I know that's a terrible thing to say but in reality we get we can get really caught up in where we're at personally or financially or with our business and we're like man like I don't know how I'm ever gonna dig out but there was an episode on Dave Ramsey's radio show where mm-hmm. he was talking to this guy who had just graduated from orthodonture school and he was $1 million in student loan debt. No, 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 no. And to get in someone's mouth. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> mouth are the worst. He just paid $1 million to get up in people's teefers. So... While he had a super high income earning job and all of the things, it doesn't make having $1 million in debt any less stressful. And so if you're thinking, oh, you know, what I'm doing over here is stressful and what I'm doing over here is stressful, I'm just going to think he's probably having a worse day than you. Don't go to teeth school, all right? (laughs) They're the worst. No one wants to do that. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep. I did ask my dentist actually last time I was in there. I was like, so how much did dental school set you back? He's like, oh, I think I owe like 350000 I was like, whoa. And he's like a grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. I don't want any part of that. Appreciate Mm-mm. it. Uh-uh. No. Go ahead, Abby. You want to go into talk strategy to me? Yeah. I'd love for you to give us, you know, three to five action steps that we can take in our business to help us start creating that monthly 
budget and start working towards our goals, whether those are only business or they're fueling a personal financial goal. Okay. Number one, separate your business money from your personal money. I talked about opening up a separate business checking account, which most banks can do. And then number two, creating a business budget. So the way that I've structured mine is I just put mine into Google Sheets and I will create a line item for every monthly expense. If you have annual expenses, we talked about figuring out what that annual expense is and then dividing it by 12. And then you would set aside that money. You could even open a separate business savings account and setting aside that money by transferring it every single month until that annual expense is due. And then I create an area in my budget spreadsheet for my business for the amount of income that I've brought in and then subtracting, you know, income from expenses, adding in that dreaded tax and then coming up with whatever's left over to pay yourself. Now, Profit First talks about doing that backwards, but that's also another action item is to read that book because I think there are some good nuggets in there that could help you think about your business finances differently, maybe give you some ideas. You don't have to necessarily follow it to a T. I don't. It sounds like you guys don't either, but there were some some good things oh, yeah. that I liked. And I like him as an author. I've liked several of his books. So Yeah. Yeah. It was a fast... I read that book like in yeah, one flight. Granted, the flight was like oh, nine wow. hours long, but... <laughs> Still but one day you can read it. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. Is there anything okay. else? Create that monthly reporting habit. I think that's so, so important. I personally use the Boss Project monthly profit review sheet. I think that's a really good tool. Um, but shoot, write it down on a piece of paper if you want to get started today. Write down every single offering, the price point, what you brought in for that month, your obstacles and your wins, and then track your wins where you can see them as they happen. I use a whiteboard. And so every single time it happens, I get a good email, something good happens, I get paid. I'm putting it on the whiteboard and every single day I can look at it and say, this is this is my motivator. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on and breaking down all of those ideas for us. Um, you have a group. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that? Get people in there? Yeah. So if you are feeling a little frustrated with your finances, if you have credit card debt, student loan debt, or you just don't know where your money is going, I have a Facebook group called Debt-Free Millennials, the Debt-Free Millennials Support Group. Um, so find me over there, facebook.com slash groups slash Debt-Free Millennials. And there's a whole bunch of millennials in there dedicated to living a debt-free life. So that means no more payments. And uh, it's so uplifting and supportive. Everybody's tracking their wins, sharing their financial stories. It's just a good place to be. Yeah. It's a nice... We're in there. I'm in there. I don't know if Abby is, but it's in... Yeah, I yeah, am. We're in there. It's a good place. I love it. Justine, thank you so much for coming on again. No problem. Thanks for having me, guys. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics, we make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. 
Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details really love this show, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.